Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. Edmundo here. You're listening to STL United Soccer Sunday, live from the Harry Keough studio at KFNS 590 The Fan, which conveniently is located right next to the Biazza de Pasta at the soon-to-be new pasta house in beautiful Kirkwood, Missouri. And if you're wondering where that is, it's right next to what was the Kirkwood Brewery. And then Pie Rico. Pie Rico. So it's... But now it's going to be a Piazza. Piazza. Russell. Piazza. Piazza de pasta. See? De pasta. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. Yeah, I do too. And, and, and the folks at the pasta house like that too. We're brought to you by NGK Law Firm. Find them online at ngklawfirm.com. And this segment is courtesy of the St. Louis Ambush. You want to know more about them? The ambush that is, go to stlambush, all one word, dot com. You can get tickets, you can see the schedule, etc. We will be guests right now coming up for Santiago Beltran. Tom Tim's going to be here. I want to make one quick comment about that song. That's Steve Cropper. Oh, yeah? Booker T and the MGs. Oh, yeah? On guitar. And that little solo in there. Yeah? They did one take. And they, they did that, and they said, well, let's go do it again. The producer no. said, nope, no, perfect. Don't be over. stupid. Here's your host, Mr. Tom Schwarz. Thank you, Edmundo. Hey, Santi, you know uh, Shelly Clark from uh, The Ambush, yeah? I do know Shelly, yeah. I did um, the Spanish broadcast for the ambush um, for a couple of seasons. Cool, cool. All right, well, we have a little. Con- I had a little conversation with her this week. She is a very busy lady. Uh, so we're going to – Ted, do you have that up? All right, let's take it away. It's me and Shelly Clark. All right, we're with Shelly Clark, CEO and co-owner of the St. Louis Ambush Soccer Club. How you doing, Shelly? I am doing great today, Tom. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. It's a little chilly for me. But, um, hey, what I wanted to know about, you know, it's not like most soccer clubs are not don't have women as their C- uh, CEO and a co-owner, do they? Uh, no, I'm an oddity. <laughs> well, that's good. I like to hear that. Tell me your story. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I have another business, um, and... Um, it just so happened that um, there, we had a, an indoor football team um, here in St. Charles. Uh, we're located right outside of St. Louis. And 
Uh, he invited me to come out with my family um, and go to that football game. And we went and had a great time. And the next thing you know, were minority owners <laughs> um, after becoming sponsors of the team, um, you know, and enjoyed that with my family, um, you know, for a few years. That team ended up dissolving um, and folding in. Um, we were without sports for a few years. Uh, had a gentleman approach us who wanted to bring football back into St. Charles. And, um, you know, we have a, a land surveying company um, well established in the community. Um, you know, I'm, I'm well networked in the community, well respected in the community. And he was looking for uh, local people to get plugged in and asked us if we would be interested in sponsoring the team. We said, sure. That turned into some minority ownership. Um, which then led to the conversation of, hey, you know, St. Louis is a great soccer town. Why don't we have indoor soccer in St. Louis anymore, um, especially with our youth population and just the growth, um, you know, of the sport in general? And the next thing you know, we're adding indoor soccer to the portfolio. Um, and uh, long story short, he ended up moving on. And at that point in time, it was either somebody step up and take the reins or watch the team potentially fold. And I had experienced too many good things with my family. Um, you know, it was at a time where my kids were teenagers and, uh, you know, they were technology driven, just like uh, the rest of us in society today. And this was the two hours out of the week where they would put their phones away and do something with me. And I was the cool mom. Um <laughs> Which is hard to come by, um, you know, so our family would go to the games and and my husband and I would cheer on our favorite players with the kids. And it gave us something to talk about and it gave us something to do together. And um, my background is actually in teaching. And so family, community, um, those relationships with our children are really important to me. And so I didn't want to see the team fold. Um, my other business was in a really good spot. And so we took uh, took a leap of faith and said, hey, we'll take the majority ownership and run with it. And I've done that for the past uh, six years. And uh, just about a year and a half ago, um, had another partner step up and I'm now co-owners of the team uh, with him. And uh, the rest is kind of history. That's an awesome story. And you you basically saved a franchise. You're not really a soccer person, but you looked around and said, well, nobody else doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, I here's here's what I've learned through the whole thing. You know, I, I don't let my degree define me, um, you know, because I, I still use those skills that I went to college for. Um, you know, I'm still using the organization, the communication, the listening skills, all, all of those things. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think where life starts isn't always where you, you end up at. And Amen. this has been, it's been a great, great story, a great journey. Um, it's been a, an opportunity for growth. I mean, I played soccer recreationally, you know, I played recreationally in college, but you're right. You know, soccer was something I enjoyed, but it, you don't have to be so passionate about it that it's not something that you can still succeed at. I still consider um, our organization to be learning and growing every year, but every year we're getting better. Hey, you know what? We're going to take a break right here. We're going to end this discussion. We're going to come back next week with a part. We're going to just basically talk about what's going on right now with the ambush. We are with Shelly Clark, the CEO and co-owner of the St. Louis Ambush. 
Scores brought to you by Tango in St. Louis. You're listening to Passionale, recorded in 1952 by the orchestra of Osvaldo Pugliese with vocalist Alberto Moran. This evening, Malonga del Domingo will be held at the focal point in Maplewood with Ricardo Di Ceccio as DJ and teaching the free beginners lesson that starts at 6 p.m. The Malonga starts at 7 p.m. with a cover of $5. Proof of vaccination is required plus a waiver. That's Malonga del Domingo starting at 6 p.m. this evening at the focal point 2720 Sutton in Maplewood. See you there. And now for something completely different. The scores at 3.38 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. English Premier League. On Friday it was Chelsea nil, Fulham nil. Saturday, Everton 1, Arsenal nil. Aston Villa 2, Leicester City 4. Brentford 3, Southampton nil. Brighton and Hover Albion 1, Bournemouth nil. Manchester United 2, Crystal Palace 1. <sighs> Wolverhampton Wanderers 3, Liverpool nil. Newcastle United 1, West Ham United 1. Today's first game, it currently in the 80th minute, it is not Forest 1, Leeds United 0. Later today, on the big NBC Channel 5 locally, at 10.30am, it's Tottenham Hotspur against Manchester City. German Bundesliga on Friday, it was Augsburg 1, Bayer Leverkusen 1. Yesterday's games, Bochum 5, Hoffenheim 2. Borussia Dortmund 5, Freiburg 1. Eintracht Frankfurt 3, Hertha Berlin 0. Cologne 0, Leipzig 0. Union Berlin 2, Mainz 1. Borussia Mönchengladbach 0, Schalke 0. Currently in the 47th minute, it is Stuttgart 0, Werder Bremen 0. Later today, it's Wolfsburg against Bayern Munich. In Italian Serie A on Saturday, Cremonese 1, Lecce 2. Roma 2, Empoli 0. Sassuolo 1, Atalanta 0. Today's early game was Spezia 0, Napoli 3. Currently in the 78th minute, it is Torino 1, Udinese 0. Later today, it's Fiorentina against Bologna, and then Inter Milan against AC Milan, the derby there in Milan. Tomorrow, it's Hellas Verona against Lazio, Monza versus Sampdoria, and Wednesday, the round continues with Salernitana against Juventus. And now, it is the English National League Piazza di Pasta Wrexham Report. That's what I'm talking about. Yesterday's game was Altrincham 1, Wrexham 2. That victory leaves Wrexham three points behind leaders Notts County, but with two games in hand. Finally, the FIFA Club World Cup being held in Morocco. Yesterday's games, Vaidad Casablanca 1, Al-Hilal 1. Al-Hilal goes through on penalties. Seattle Sounders 0, Al-Ali 1. On Tuesday in the semi-final, it'll be Flamengo against Al-Hilal, team from Saudi Arabia. On Wednesday, Al-Ali from Egypt against Real Madrid. And that concludes this report, brought to you by Tango in St. Louis. Wow, love that tango music. Let me remind you, you're listening to Soccer Sunday on KFNS 590 The Fan. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform because we are everywhere, just like that damn Chinese balloon. (laughs) Nobody's going to shoot us down, though, are they? Still to come more from Santiago Beltran. And Tom Timmerman's coming up, too. Tom Timmerman? The alliteratively named Tom Timmerman. Ollie's long, cool woman in a black dress. The dean of St. Louis soccer reportage. (laughs) That's what I like to say. Cool song. I love this song. Yeah, I do, too. I'm not really a Ollie's fan. You know what I am, though? What's that? I'm a Tom Timmerman fan. Tom, are you there? (laughs) <clears throat> I'm there, but it was just more fun to listen to you saying nice things about me. So I'll, I'll, you want me to I'll, continue? I'll, 
Yeah, please go on. Be, okay, well, he's got... You know, you know what? You know what you say to things like that, Tom? That's stuff that makes makes your father proud and your mother would believe. <laughs> well, but but Tom's got a great Twitter feed. You know how I know this? How do you know that, Tom? Ted sends me stuff from oh. the Twitter, and then I look on the, the Twitter thing. Yeah, tweets. From what's your tw- What's your Twitter handle again? It's at Tom Tim T O M T I M M. That's a lot of M's. Well, it is, and I love. And there are more to come. That you know, I had to shorten things up for the uh, for the Twitter handle. Otherwise, the name goes on and on and on and on. 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 Kind of like this show. Indeed. It's fun when I write my name, though, where I just keep moving my hand up and down. That's really all that's required to spell Timmerman when when you handwrite it. When you get tired, just stop, right? Hey, Santi, remember? One of my brothers does that. It becomes a straight line after a point. Santi, remember that we're trying to forge his checks. Just keep moving our hands up and down. Did you know Santi's back from... uh, Puerto Rico and uh, Colombia. Yes, we. I talked to him at practice earlier this week. So yes, I wasn't back in where that he was. Well, we weren't. We weren't sure you heard because your ears might have been frozen. You know, it could have been worse. There were other days that were that were by far worse out there than that one. But it, it was it was brisk. Friday's practice practice was the briskest, I believe. Yeah, I was there, and uh, it was it was really. Really cold. I was miserable. So Tom, you 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 were you went to uh, you went to Florida um, to training camp. Um, obviously, you didn't get to see a, a match uh, just because that match got canceled. But can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what you saw on those first few days of practice? Um, you know, the, a lot of short-sided stuff, a lot of short field stuff. You know, it was you know they expanded as it went on, but um, you know they a lot of work on you know their style of play, on how they want to confront, you know how they want to challenge teams, how they want to press, what everybody needs to do in those situations. They would do several ones. Okay, the ball's on the left side, and then they would run drill. Here's how we do it here, and then on the right side. Here's how we do it here. Tim Parker, invaluable in these things. I mean, he would be there saying, explaining to everybody on the field while the ball was in play where people needed to be. Um, so uh, you could see, you know, the leadership quality there and the value of them bringing in a guy like Tim Parker who has played in this system before and knows what they're looking for. So, and you have also had a chance to talk to a lot of these players. You have... Um wrote pieces about each of them and you you touch a little bit on on Tim Parker's leadership who else uh, do you see as as one of the leaders of this team and that could possibly be the captain for the season or one of the captains you know Parker obviously is a leading candidate uh, Joachim Nielsen if he wasn't hurt would be a candidate because he is certainly uh, one of the most experienced guys they have he's you know played internationally um, you know, he's in that central defender spot. Nielsen would be a candidate. Um, you know, Berkey, if you wanted to have a goalie be your, be your captain, uh, would be a guy as well. Those I would think are going to be your leading candidates, uh, for the job. And, you know, after that, you know, I mean, Leuven, because he's central, would be someone who could do it, but he's still on the young side. Um, but Parker, you know, he's been in, he, has the advantage that he knows MLS, 
been in the league, you know, knows his way around. Um, yeah, he would be the leading candidate, but then I, I think Nielsen, so, I mean, it's Parker, Nielsen, Berkey. They're going to, Carnell has said they're going to have a, a leadership council, and through that council they would settle on a, um, on a captain. So we'll see. I mean, Parker, since Nielsen isn't on the field, it's Parker. And then, you know, some people, goalies as captains, is that a good thing? He's at the other end of the field. He's not going to come down and be able to talk to a ref or say something, you know, in, in the middle of play sometimes, though Berkey certainly is all over the field. I mean, he comes out to play at, you know, the center stripe, you know, on, on occasion. Um, so um, those are those are your leadership ones. You know, I mean, you know, there's guys like Alm. I mean, he's a, a veteran who's been around. Um, he would be if you were going to go with one of the forward guys. I think Alm would be the would be the guy. But I haven't really gotten to know him. He's one of the few guys I haven't really sat down and and talked with yet. I mean, his English is still still coming around. Hey Tom, you were just yeah. off of a stint with the Blues. Most hockey teams have a few fiery guys on their roster. <laughs> Has anybody struck you as somebody who's a fiery um, personality that uh, maybe? gets on their teammates a bit when the result isn't what they might be happy with in a short-sighted competition, et cetera? Um, an interesting question. Um, I, I'm looking at the roster here and, and seeing who comes to mind. You know, again, I, I, I go back to, to, to Tim Parker as a guy. Um, you know, Jared Stroud is a guy who's, who's been around um, – and uh, I just was going to say somebody else, and now I've lost my my place. And uh, um, you actually have you know, notes. I actually have notes. Oh my god, so, that's scary. You, know, you have you have a little you fire. Know, you have a little fire emoji next to the guys that that are kind of fiery <laughs> personalities. Indiana Vasilev is a guy uh, yeah. who is is very vocal on yeah. the field, and so he is a guy that I could see, um, you know, saying saying things. Um, yeah, it's tough during during practice because they're not they're not messing up all that uh, much. But but Vasilev is a guy who is a big talker, and so he's someone I could see um, if someone is is a miss of, uh, of of because he just loves to talk. I mean that's the thing you you might have trouble knowing when he's being critical and when he's just being indie. But um, but Vasilev certainly would be I think a, a candidate uh, for that. He's a he's a great guy. Hey Tom. Uh, hey Tom. He's, he's, can you yes. t- can you give us a, an indication of when Nielsen's expected back at this point? Uh, no one knows. Talking yet. about yeah, we're, no one knows for sure. They're talking about three months, so he, he hasn't started doing anything on the field yet. Uh, he's been in the gym, so they're talking about three months. So you're looking at um, you know March, April, May. So I would think late May is about when you would start to see him. You know, it's going to be. Um, uh, Carnell's theory is always it's a two to one ratio. So if you're out six months, it's it's three months to get back up to speed. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, depending on when you want to say he went out, he had the surgery in December. Uh, he had been practicing. You know, he last played in May, but he had been practicing through the summer, just not all out. So it's a question of when you'd want to say he was how long he's been out. Right. But I think we're looking at May is when we would see him on the field and start getting closer to coming back. Hey, Tom, quick question for you. I don't know if you heard Ty talking earlier, but he says, in his opinion, 
it's going to be something to watch is as we're into the middle of the season in the middle of of summer in St. Louis, are we going to be able to play that pressing game for 90 minutes? And it's going to be tough. And I was talking about this with uh, Luz Fannensteel recently, and he was saying they are going to rely very heavily on their depth. And they're, they're, you know, you're not going to see guys going 90 minutes every game. Uh, they're going to have to use, you know, guys are going to get days off. They're going to have to rest guys. You're going to see like that depth up front where, you know, so does Klaus get a day off and Adeniran goes in? Or does Giocacchini go in? And how do they work that? So the, you're going to see the depth. I don't think you're going to see, you know, the same 11 guys right. on the roster and the starting 11 every game because, yeah, you know, especially if you get some, you know, midweek games there in the summer, it, it's going to be a killer. Hey, and Tom. So they're going to have to do that. Tom, yeah, we got to go. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, we, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye, Thanks, everybody. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Tom all right. Timmerman. Everybody. Tom Timmerman. Ted, the road down under. It's Ted down under. Ted down under. You can talk to Russell. All right. So she believes Cup is a premier non World Cup, non Olympic competition that's going to be starting mid February. Took the place of the Algarve cut that nobody went to? You know what? Not, not really. Um, there are some other competitions that took the place of that. Oh. But when it comes to watching the matches and if you want to get a flavor for top flight international women's soccer, this is the event to get you hungry for more this summer in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Brazil, Canada, U.S. It's round robin. Every country will play three matches. All these matches are going to be high quality. So... From a viewership standpoint, you're looking at HBO Max, you're looking at um, TNT, you're looking at Paramount, Family of, of Channels, Peacock Premium, Universio on the Spanish side. So I encourage you to look at the website that I'm looking at right now, World Soccer Talk, and look at the She Believes Cup icon. It will give you an idea of where to watch these matches. And I highly encourage you to watch them if you have any interest in the Women's World Cup this summer. You will see high-quality soccer. And I have to correct something I said last week, which is it begins in July, July 21st or 22nd, depending on where you live. And that's the kind of credibility we have on this show is that we correct our mistakes. Well, not all mine, but, you know, you just did one, so that is We could never get correcting all of Edmund. Yeah, no, God. And Ted continues. All right, so Vlatko Andonovsky has named his roster uh, for She Believes. Um, shockingly, Becky Sauerbrunn is on the roster. She is always shocked whenever she gets the message that she's called into camp. There are three players that there are still conversations about that aren't available. Katarina Macario is still recovering. Tierna Davidson is still recovering. Julie Ertz, I don't believe, has started any training and is not, is not even affiliated with an NWSL club at this point. All right. Sam Mewis, it's confirmed she had another procedure on her knee. 
she is not going to be part of the World Cup. It's, it's not going to be – the timeline doesn't allow for it. And that's a shame. I have mentioned in the past that I believe that Sam Mewis was on the track to be the captain of the U.S. Women's National Team at some point. She was that dynamic and really was the type of leader that embraces that, that pedigree, that history of the U.S. Women's National Team. No real surprises on the roster. Megan Rapinoe's back. Okay. Um, she's getting kind of old, Alex isn't she? Alex Morgan is back. You know what? She's going to have a she's going to have a limited who she thinks she is LeBron James. She's going to have a limited role, but I'm telling you, for the last 20 25 minutes of a match, I want her on the field. She is dynamic and she's a finisher. I saw a video the other day, and I'm going to wrap this up, but it was um, Carly Lloyd's Olympic goals. Say what you want about Carly Lloyd. Not she's, a very good she scored some big. Big goals. She turned up the big moments. Oh, and man. So, and so does Rapino. Yes. So which anyway. Is, you know, which every team needs. Every that's, team needs. That's the so, name of the game. Anyway, I'm going to kick off the music, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Oh, because I got one Russell, final. Oh, Russell, go Russell's ahead. Russell's got a score update. It's Stuttgart nil. Werder Bremen won in the 63rd minute. That goal scored in the 50th. I got something to say about Leeds being America's team. Are you going to say it now, or are you going to wait? No, I'm going to wait. That'll be my final goodbye. It. Okay. Well, everybody, you've done it once again. You have, as Tom says, wasted another hour of your precious time. I don't think so, but so anyway. So anyway, many, many thanks to you for listening to Soccer Sunday on KFNS 590. The fan. Big thank to all our guests: Santi Beltran, Ty Keo, Tom Timmerman, uh, and I guess we'll just pitch it over to you, Tom, for the last let comment. Me, let me lead you in. Okay. Final. It's final, and not Nottingham Forest one, Leeds United nil, but. Yeah, all come on. I don't know how I feel about this whole all the Americans on Leeds. I don't know if that I want Leeds to be our American team. That's all I'm saying. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.